We are joined today by Reese McKee. Want to be the greatest athlete ever in the country. Like, even being cut from the UFC at the time, it didn't seem right. For me, it's very much work. Like, I had a contract that was 12 grand, and by the end of it, I was left with less than six. You know, it's not about money, it's, it's about legacy. I went in, and this girl, like, started laughing, but I knew she was laughing, but, like, how marked it was, because it was, like, a load of Velcro burned. It, like, looked really dark, looked way worse than it was. But she was laughing at the fact that it was so marked up. But like, in my opinion, like, what happened if that was something really bad? Like, we're just waiting on that email coming through to be like, you're going back. How's it going, people? Welcome back to another episode of the Here's the Crack podcast. Um, another episode, another guest. We are joined today by Reese McKee. How's it going? Good, man. Good. Uh, good to talk to you in person. I know. Mm-hmm. The last time yeah, was on a laptop. Finally, I know. <laughs> Zoom. Oh, my word. Remember that? Zoom. I've met so many people in the good old days. Like it was good for meeting people, but like as you say, that conversation-wise, it was not it's ideal. Not yeah. Like we've we've had people in here, like even yourself, who talked on Zoom, and now we're talking in person. The yeah. quality of the conversations, especially when you don't have Balamine internet. <laughs> you know what? Though, the whole COVID thing it shaped like everything. Like yeah. you know, who's to say you would be here in person if it wasn't for that yeah. state? So we have to exactly. be grateful sure. to it yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. We had like one or two guests well, on before pretty COVID. Big guests on during COVID as well. Like, like some of our biggest guests. Like even like the next year South at the time. Like, you know people weren't you know if we look back yeah. before COVID like we, we do getting, a lot weren't getting those big names on round COVID back round <laughs> break back <laughs> Would you take a lockdown? Like, Absolutely. would you take a? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I've had this conversation so many times that, like, how much more challenging I feel it would be to do it now because, yeah. oh, it was hard. It was tough. It was tough. Yeah. Like, it's, it was hard. I suppose we were a career as well. Like, you know, yeah, you it just stopped. Everything just stopped. everything just stopped. And like, I thought I'd be one of the people that like for the eighty. I don't even know how long COVID was. That's how in in, in it I was. But like. I thought I would have kept going and trained. Mm. I got a gym there ready to use and just never, never done anything really for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. 12 months. You were yeah. able to continue on though, weren't you? Because of like elite athletes sort yeah, of status. Well, once I was pushed and had fights and stuff, I, yeah. I was, it was hand there. But like when I had no fights and nobody knew what was happening, I didn't do much for yeah. probably about nine months. Sure. Yeah. I was watching that McGregor documentary <laughs> just to start Netflix and like one of the parts and it was like, when lockdown hit he was like like i've been trying to get a fight from like fabry and it's been this long and he's like so well, that's why he retired and then <laughs> he got the poor ear fight like because yeah. he was just like took it into his own hands yeah it's crazy it was everybody was in the same position but in a yeah. tough position so yeah what do you do what do you do but yes if you're if you're looking to obviously get a little bit more information i think in the in the podcast we had john over zoom talked a bit about your background and and sort of where you came to up until now so i think we'll leave that to that podcast if you want to go listen to that scoot back um and scoot. we'll scooch on over there um, <laughs> if you don't mind the audio um and yeah we'll we'll obviously it's, it's a pleasure to have you on um obviously just off the back of your your fight mm-hmm. and you've now got the belt yeah which is no amazing change. you defended the belt yeah you know what anytime you defend the belt like you're scared that you're not bringing it back you know? yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, oh. <laughs> is that like a, is that like a thing like obviously you hear like even like the likes of that mcgregor documentary and stuff it's like this mindset where it's like i can't be beaten but like when you are defending something like that and obviously like that is that's your career like that's what you're you mm-hmm. put on the earth to do like is it scary like is there that thought that goes through your head or is that something you just can't afford to think about like defeat's the the most readily option there is you know Mm. like it's much easier to be defeated than it is to win yeah like in terms of like if i wanted to lose a fight which is a weird conversation if i wanted to lose a fight Mm. i could just lie down and be finished but it's not as easy to win a fight so like a lot of these fighters and mcgregor say oh defeat is not an option like you think about it a lot regardless what level you are Mm. doesn't mean you think you're going to lose but like 
yeah i mean it's a it's a thing like for is, sure is there like more do you feel more pressure when you are like routine like you know fighting you like know i listened to kamar usman who's like who, who was the the welterweight champ yeah. in the ufc and he said his mentality going in the fight every time was to win the belt not to defend it yeah uh, so i just put yeah. that on again and you know i made it look like at the time it was jimmy was me and him were fighting for my defense and i just looked at trying to beat him to win it again so yeah the belt like this is really like nippy but the belt doesn't mean too much to me mm. it's more like who i'm beating yeah in the process and where the where's it at and what's next if i win like the belt's cool like but i haven't took out the case yeah. in like two weeks do you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> i don't look at it every day and yeah you know it's more what it's for yeah and how did you feel after the fight like i was watching the fight back last night and like you sort of cruised through it like you never really looked like you were in trouble you know how did you feel yeah. like, is that how you expected it to go yeah and i was talking to someone about this this morning actually it's like oh well the fight was easy wasn't it? i was like yeah the fight like the fight relatively was easy it was the preparation that was that was so hard that probably mm. made it look like it like jimmy looked like a not great fighter or he looked yeah. like a like a seasoned or a washed up veteran <laughs> in that fight and it's only because how i prepped yeah. and like you know the game plan was to tee everything was perfect so it's hard because you'll have these fights and people will be like oh sure man wasn't that good mm. but it's actually because you performed so well yeah, yeah. they actually looked like that yeah. and that's not me just saying that what what was the preparation like like what when you say like obviously in your, your camp and stuff like what what did that look like is just isolation for you know like this one was and i so i had a bad shoulder injury so that put me out for like nine months it was six months clear and then mm. nine months in total but um so when the christmas came around then this fight was on I said right January like this fight was on the 29th of April so that's like yeah. almost five full months or four full months like I just so I hit it from January 1st like pretty much right the way through didn't miss a session didn't miss a day off didn't have a day off t until the fight so it was heavy and I do a lot of my training up in Belfast now so yeah. up and down the M2 every single day twice mm -hmm. a day yeah it's heavy enough and i know people work but it's like monday to sunday like mm. there's no not days yeah, i'm traveling yeah. so it's yeah, hard work the thing is people are most people are going up to work to you know sitting in an office chair and typing <laughs> like you're going up to get face. battered like yeah. and like it's hard because i i mean this too like i didn't have an easy day at camp like there wasn't a day where yeah. i went in and smashed everyone or you know went in mm. and had an easy yeah. day like most of the days i get beat up or yeah you know, give a wee bit back but it's, yeah. it's hard work you put yourself in the worst position possible to make fight night look like how it looked surely that drained you a lot like going in every day and getting battered every day it's like, hard. like it's how did you pick yourself up the next day and be like oh, i'm going up the road here and doing this one? because jimmy was turning up on the 29th of april to fight me and like, <laughs> that you was know, your that, that yeah. is it like what are you going to do like you can't just i can and i say this with oh, tongue-in-cheek like of, of course i had my success and we, we were getting better and peaking and getting sharper and stuff but like you only really remember the times that it's not going well you know mm. the time you get took down or the time you get hit a good shot like yeah. it's hard work yeah but is, is there a part of you whenever you are training that you're thinking what's jimmy doing like, is oh, he, do, is he sure. working harder than me oh 100 like you know i said in an interview with jimmy like you know i fought about him every morning like and it's true like the minute yeah. you wake up you're like oh, i wonder what he's training today i wonder is yeah. you know oh, he's getting going. the age potentially like so like the goal is simple just to outwork like you know if you can do all you can yeah what else can you do like and there's just no way out trained me <laughs> not the last time yeah. <laughs> yeah but he was like a proper experienced fighter like i know we're saying you made it look easy but like you know he's been like he's been around a long time as well you jimmy know? done everything that fighters aim for you know fought yeah. in all the major promotions like every single one of them you know won in a lot of good promotions you know and the final part of his career was winning the the 
that that built so i took it personal though that he wanted to come back and do it off my name yeah. to be honest like that was a big part of my my thing you know i don't like when someone comes back and wants to spoil a party yeah <laughs> for me it's like i was doing my thing in cage wars and he must have sat one night in a sofa and been you know what i could beat him yeah yeah so i'm gonna go back and for me i just like as like, mm. yeah didn't mm-hmm. sit well with me i didn't have anything personal but that was my fire i didn't want someone yeah megan finishing their career on my yeah. name yeah i heard you talking about this um about the whole fairy tale ending he was gonna have and you've just come along and wrecked yeah, it for him like, and less. you know like and again i was like i was just part of his little fairy tale yeah. story and again nothing personal but like this was my story you know i i wrote my own of going back to that arena the fight and stuff mm-hmm. and yeah just it was nice it was a nice to be in that mindset because i'm not normally i don't normally have these reasons mm-hmm. without then i was just like it's just not gonna make it off me it's a fun it's a it's a w- it's a strange outside looking in because the last time we had you on obviously was off the back of um ufc mm-hmm. and like it's so funny because at that stage it was kind of like and even we were asking the questions like what next yeah and now that years have passed and like <laughs> we we've now got you back it's like you can kind of see that the you can kind of see like a journey unfolding mm-hmm. itself 100%. now where now there's a lot of talk about like next up is ufc again mm-hmm. and it's like yeah it's, it's yeah. cool to have you on at this point in time because mm-hmm. obviously yeah. off the back of that probably was a bit of a it was a, a not a great time but now you've come back and it's like I'd, I'd seen you on that podcast the other day we were talking about like fighting jimmy was that kind of thing where you needed the experienced mm-hmm. fighter to go this is it like I've, I've proved what i need to prove like yeah and you're right like we, as we talked that time like you know and, and the conversation when now it's almost funny like it's almost full circle again yeah. um we're just waiting on that email coming through <laughs> to yeah. be like you're going back so um you know what it like even since i came out of the ufc like how much i've developed and grown and as a fighter like matured it's 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 ridiculous you know and, and i didn't really think at the time like probably when we talked i would have said no like i'm ufc ready able right now but when i look back like i probably wasn't like the, the man I am now, the fighter I am now, is much better. Yeah. And, like, I was watching your post-fight interview, and, and like, you were asked a couple of good, good questions. Like, one of them was, she was all, almost trying to get out of you, who would your next fight be in Cage Warriors? And you were basically like, I don't mean any offence, but there's no real challenge out there. Yeah, is that like, how you feel now? 100%. And it's hard to say that. Like, it's hard to yeah. sit in a room full of a promotion and be like, say that in a serious way, but, like, I, I genuinely beat every challenger there was. Like I've, I've fought in cage where six times and I've won six times and I've finished every one of them. Yeah. Like, how can you not? Yeah. Like, of course, that's just not... It is a challenge. Mm-hmm. The hardest part of my fights is the training camp. Once we get to the fights, I'm, I'm signed off. It's good. Um, and, like, we just took care of all challengers. So I, I said this analogy to you. It's like, it's like a football team playing Balmain United every week. Yeah. Like, they're, they're the, going to get the, smashed the good team are going to win every <laughs> yeah. week yes they might pose challenges or they, they'll maybe concede yeah. a penalty on a goal or, or maybe slip up the odd 1 in 10 yeah. but that team still needs to be playing higher league football and that's where yeah. I am I need mm-hmm. to be playing higher league MMA yeah as, as I say it wasn't it, it's been an interesting sort of journey and it, like when you break it down you can see like the tact you can see how tactful you've been since mm-hmm. obviously coming back to cage warriors like it's been that sort of growth and mm, and now totally. it's at that pinnacle where it's you know as you say you're just waiting on the like the time is now in my in, in my opinion like the time yeah. is now so like and all thing you said was like you were like the ufc told me to go and develop mm. you feel mm. you've done that like like what do you think 
how much like and what areas think you've improved the most you know since that time you know what have you really focused on in that period off since after the UFC yeah like it's you know I wouldn't be someone that would, would have said I had a, I didn't have an ego I wouldn't say I had an ego but my ego has been challenged for sure you know mm. I I done what every MMA kid in the world country dreams of got to the UFC got to the big show at Vegas and Abu Dhabi and then to told now go home and fight in the regional again like that's that's hard even if you yeah. don't have an ego your ego is going to be checked so i mean i think i just learned that you know probably what i'm made of like as cliche as it is but like i had to pull my socks up had to go back and fight in an mm. arena when nobody yeah. cared you know the talk at that time was like oh can, is Reese even meant to be european mm. level never mind world level and you know and was it hard building that momentum again to get people to start to start following you again and like to believing honest, in like, you to be honest, that first, I remember the first fight back, I fought a guy, Mantakivi, and I remember having the thought in my head, and again, no disrespect to Mantakivi, but I said, if he beats me here, I, I'm going to just not do this anymore, because mm. the level of fighter, like, he's a good European fighter, but yeah. I, I don't class myself as European, it needs to be world world level, or I'm not doing this for that, yeah. um, so I knew if I didn't beat him, it was going to be a massive, like, turning yeah. point in my career, um, so there's a part of me, like, when I was coming back to that, there was almost a sense of like I didn't want to make too much noise because I needed to go do this thing on my own. Mm-hmm. Like if I could have choose to have no live stream of that fight, I would have done it because I was that scared of something like not going right. Because yeah. I knew I wouldn't have wanted it anymore. So, but it went well and it was good. And would that have been like the most nervous you would have been going into a fight? Like, <laughs> well, that's what I was talking. Like, I, like I wasn't even nervous at all. Like because I I felt like I was so dis like disattached or detached. Like. You know, it's hard when, when you've reached the UFC and you know that's everything you're aspiring to go to and then mm. you go and experience it. It's like, well, now I'm just working to get back to that thing, so there's nothing to be nervous or pressured about anymore. It's weird, like, since I've got out of the UFC, I, I felt so different. Like, yeah. I don't feel pressure, I don't feel nerves. It's, it's, it's actually quite odd. Yeah. Not sure why. Like, I'm not really even know if I understand it yet. See, this is the thing I wanted to ask as well. Like, we, as I say, we, we went to the... We went to the Burdens fight in Belfast, and it's it's funny because I don't know how to put this where it doesn't like we were sitting up in the crowd like watching in, and at one stage like from an outsider's perspective, and this is why I'm really interested to hear like what it's like actually in there because you hear a lot of people, and obviously in the sport you're in, there's a lot of people critiquing, there's a lot of people yeah. giving their opinions, but they're not actually they're not shutting the cage, they're not doing what you're doing. Yeah. But like at one stage, we I remember I, it probably was me. I was like, this he looks like he's getting well and truly battered here yeah, yeah. and then you won yeah so like, explain that from like the inside because obviously like we're looking from the outside going this doesn't look no that like that you're so right that is the worst situation it could probably be in yeah. the one that you've seen like you know when the referee's shouting race you need to defend yourself you need to move you need to work you need to sh- they always say you need to show me something and that's mm-hmm. to show them you're still in the fight and i remember giving them thumbs up and being like i'm fine but then, meanwhile, I have a nineteen-stitch gash across my forehead. Yeah, and one of, like, it was crazy, and like the face was crimson mask. Um, but like, the feeling, like, I can only tell you, and you can only trust me when I'm saying it. I yeah. did not know I was cut. I did not yeah. know I was bleeding. Because that's what I was thinking. Like, whenever I was looking into into that, there, like, obviously, everyone else watching the fight can see you, yeah. but you can't see you. I, like, I can't see me. Like, yeah. Did I, you? You didn't? Did you know you had that on your face? Like? no idea nope. not until <laughs> no I, I i have a photo of my phone i remember rodney saying to me backstage he's like like you're going to hospital and i'm like why and he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> cutting your head and i'm like i'm not even cut like i'm fine and he's like give me your phone or his phone took a photo 
And I was like, oh my word, that gas on my yeah. forehead. I couldn't, couldn't believe it. Unless this is like 20 minutes after the fight. Yeah. So adrenaline must be a hell of a drug because yeah. like yeah. didn't feel a thing. What, what was your mentality? And like, did, did you, did you at one stage say to yourself, obviously ignoring the referee, I am like, I'm absorbing blows here. Like, and or no, so like, like in the fight, like, so you're getting hit, you're getting hit. That's, that's kind yeah, of that's given. Normal, yeah. You don't mm-hmm. understand that. Um, when the referee says that, you know, you have to act a bit different to show yeah. him that you're fine. So like yeah. not one stage was I ever like, Oh, I'm in trouble. Never, ever, ever did I think that I only was like the ref's going to stop us cause I'm not showing him what he needs to see. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's weird. Like you're playing the game then. Um, so how to do that? Gave him a worse position because it looked technically better and looked like it was doing something. And then he cut me with the elbow. But then I knew, like, I remember getting up at the the the, the end of the first with Justin. I said, "That's one done." Like, kind of just like a cheeky, like that's one done. And in my opinion, that was like you're gonna have to do it again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a five rounder and. Um, I knew I had him. Like I, I sounds so backwards because we were coming yeah. out of the worst possible round, a ten-eight round, which is as bad as it can get. And I just knew, I knew he didn't, ha- I knew he couldn't have done it again. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's very hard. Like there's nothing more soul destroying when you do something and go for it and go for it and see when yeah. the ref shouting for you to finish the fight and you're putting a hundred and ten percent effort in, yeah. and then end of the round you have to do it again. A soul destroying. Yeah. Like, was there ever a moment in that fight where you were like, "Fuck, I might not win this," or was it just con- you were just hyper focused the whole time? You're gonna. I remember. Um, I remember. The, I was in a really bad position. I went to a really worse position, and the crowd were like, "Yes!" Like, and I was like, "No, <laughs> 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 like, you don't understand. This is worse." Yeah. But like, I mean, there's, there's times like in that that brief, brief, brief moment, you think. Oh, these people are here in Belfast and this isn't going well. Yeah. Never is there a case of like I can never ever see myself in it during a fight in my imagination of standing there with his hand raised. I'm always like, I'll just find a way to do yeah. it. Yeah. No when idea get, how it'll happen, but that's when it gets to that stage though, like when it's sort of going the distance, is it in your head? Like say maybe you're thinking, Fuck, I don't know if it's the pints to win this, or you thinking I need to get this knockout in this round, is it? Oh, or? like I've been in situation going into the third round when it's like one apiece and yeah. I knew like oh no like if he gets his game plan off first he mm. wins if I get mine off I win mm-hmm. and I hate that position I, I'm one of these people in life I hate the dangle the car kind of approach you know where like if I do it right I get it if I do it wrong I don't I don't like I hate the pressure of them situations yeah yeah but like I've, I've pulled it out a few yeah. times so it's just hard so probably a very different experience in Belfast than it was in Dublin because obviously Belfast straight to the hospital 19 stitches Dublin like you literally yeah. looked like like you've you've probably looked better than me some days after work <laughs> like <laughs> do you know what like, like? it was insane because there wasn't one week or one Sunday that in the 16 weeks before that, that I didn't go home with a black eye yeah. like or a scrape or a cut or something mm. And then that was the first training session at, like, and it was the fight when I went to Rebecca Athens. I said, "Look, face is clean." Having a pint like thirty minutes after, it was crazy. And yeah, total, total opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, yes, I think people have this sort of like glam, like they they obviously see like the the McGregor documentaries and stuff, and they see this big like glamorous lifestyle, like and going up, like you know, you win your fight, you're going out like, yeah. and they appreciate like that's the way it kind of went in Dublin. But obviously Belfast is a completely probably leave that up to everyone else who came. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, like even even the Belfast one. I remember like people ringing me and like, where are we going out? And I'm like, 
I'm in the Royal. Yeah. <laughs> Bring a carrier up yeah. to the Royal. <laughs> there's, there's absolutely no chance of me being seen in the next five hours. So yeah. you just do your own thing. Yeah. Like you know, I think people people do have like even talking to ones in the gym and stuff like it's a night out for everybody and it's like you know it's a big hurrah for everyone but for me it's very much work you mm, know yeah. um the night out is redundant like yeah it's not a night out for me it's like if, if i don't win that fight or perform Aye. i'm going to the hotel i'm going to sleep i'm yeah. trying to get rid of that weekend if i win yeah i might I might have a drink but it's still a successful night's work like yeah you know it's Aye, the cage door isn't shut on the neural one i can't wait to get this red up so i can go out yeah. and have pints yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. as much as it's a social event yeah. it's not like it's work yeah well belfast is good crack you miss you missed it you missed i heard everyone I guess, so yeah. <laughs> everyone not a good night. but it was it was cool from like the outside looking in because obviously like there was it was such like a emotional thing to watch from like the crowd because obviously you see like the person who you've came to see and then you're kind of looking from the outside going he's taking some shots and then the next minute yeah you're you like you in like and that's that, like when you, hit that, when you hit that shot was it like with your right or your left and just caught him everyone i was like holy because we like ross was saying you're watching the fight and you're a bit like fuck like he's getting a bit and then you hit that shot and we were like holy fuck that was that it, is the greatest way in my opinion to win a, a world yeah. title like you know yeah. depths of yeah. defeat depths of winning depths of defeat and then winning that's it brings mm. another side out of you like we've yeah. been to we've been watching a couple of united games and stuff and like it's like you know when they score you're like yep but like whatever you put him down we were like let's let's go <laughs> we were all looking at each other going let's let's go like people are screaming the way yeah. they've never screamed yeah. in their life yeah, yeah. and I even like like obviously the people some of the people who go to your gym i would know and like through um not gonna expose ourselves greatly here but we might we we jumped the barrier at the end and like went like got a picture beside the cage and stuff and there was a couple of people come up to me and like quite people that i would know who i would classify as relatively like passive yeah they were like Let's go. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, it puts people in their different. It puts people yeah. in their different light. Like yeah. you know, there's people in the gym that said they would never go, and then they were at that last one, and you know, they, they have a taste for it now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I fired my drink up in the up yeah. in the end. I was like, <laughs> now thinking back, I was like, that was probably like 15 quid. Like oh, I wouldn't yeah. do that on normal night. Like, <laughs> that's that's why we've got you back on. Shay's gonna push you. <laughs> <laughs> he I done a thing after the fight where I made everyone send me their like fan videos or like not fan videos. Sorry, that sounds really like big headed. <laughs> <laughs> crowd videos yeah. and um but like one of my favorite things to do is like seeing people that you know not yeah. in that light in that light so yeah. like i've seen people like older people than me and like people that are just so like general yeah. calm real professional jobs and like screaming and like chucking pints and it's like i'm happy for you like yeah. happy to see people in that light yeah it's class like the th- the thing that I wanted to ask you as well, like obviously we've talked about like you and the you and the ring and from the outside looking in and, and obviously things are things are a lot different than what people perceive it. But yeah. from the outside looking in as well on the build up to a fight, like there's this whole thing about like the beef and like the, the rise and all that's had in it. Like a lot of it's obviously people perceive that as like to build up a fight. Mm-hmm. You don't really get involved in a lot of like that wouldn't really be your thing. You wouldn't you would obviously say your piece, but at the mm-hmm. same time like you wouldn't really be calling a lot of people out and being like proper like you yeah. obviously see people going I mad like. find it hard to have a beef if i don't have a beef Do you mm. know what yeah I mean? if, like if someone says something that i don't like and it it has a reasonable reason for me to be like i don't like what you said and we're gonna fight then i'll say it for sure but i haven't found like i haven't found that person that's annoyed me yet. and yeah. i think if i'm being totally honest i think one of my biggest advantages in the fight game is how i'm like that yeah like it would take a lot for someone to piss me off to the point where like i know i'm gonna fight this person anyway so 
like you can piss me off but I'm going to fight you soon and, yeah. and do do my bit then but I think people maybe like it maybe gets under under people's skin how they can't get under mine yeah. do you know what I mean I'm yeah, very yeah. like distant from like the emotion of it I'm just there to fight do you, do you think all like composure helps in the ring like do you think oh 100% like yeah. absolutely like you have people there like Justin fell to the occasion of Belfast for sure like you know mm-hmm. he, he had mm-hmm. everything won signed, signed sealed and delivered he probably seen the papers on Sunday morning to say he you know ruined Reese's home show but if you don't finish a job you don't finish the job it's you know I think my composure on the job like probably helped me Um, you can't someone said once was it you don't play the or don't don't play the occasion play the game mm-hmm. you know you can't fall to what's going on or if if you know Jimmy was talking mad shit about me for eight weeks still gonna fight you the same as I would have yeah would you ever use it as like motivation like obviously you're very calm now and like whenever you're in say like interview with mm-hmm. your opponent and they're staying shit to you like obviously you're being very calm there would you ever like think of it in the ring to like spur you on good question like I mean I suppose I just haven't really got it too much. Like, I haven't yeah. just been in that position. It's, I mean, I fought a few people I didn't really like, to yeah. be honest, but not because of any reason, just because they gave a, a weird aura that I maybe didn't vibe with or something. But um, I wouldn't really motivate. Like, the only motivation for me is, is like, myself and what it can bring for me. Like, mm. you know, and I fought some real nice guys, some guys that were really, really nice. And, you know, I remember... Do you ever feel bad about beating people then? Well, that's what I was going to say. Mm. That's how detached I am. I don't, yeah. like because I don't yeah. look at it like that it's just for me do you know what I mean like it's work. I, yeah I remember finding a guy um, Hagen Foss in Cork and he had a young he had a young child or something for mm-hmm. some reason I seen this before the fight on social media I was like oh he's a cute wee son it's all very nice yeah. but like it's work like I still yeah, have you to have to detach yourself from that like. so yeah. as much as I'm detached from the idiots I'm also detached from the nice guys and mm-hmm. just just have to look at it as a person yeah, yeah. Even after the Jimmy fight, though, like even though you're saying he, it pissed you off that like he called you out and almost as if it was going to be an easy fight, like you were singing his praises after the fight. Oh, and, like, for sure. So, like, like, yeah, it's good to see that side of it as well. Yeah, like, like I, I, w- I would, I would say I'm the exact same now as I was after the fight with Jimmy. It's you know, it's like respect anybody that's doing their thing, mm-hmm. and you know, he he wanted that was the last dance in Dublin, which I had a lot of respect for. Respect, that I was the last dance partner he had, but. Yeah, okay, it was nice to give him as a moment, but like I, I left with the belt, so I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're now three wins in in Cage Warriors after sort of UFC, and now UFC's very much like that email. Yeah. It's coming, like it's looming. What what is your sort of thought process now? Is it is it frustrating, or mm. is it kind of one of them things that you're you sitting here going, it's coming? Yeah, we're definitely flirting with the frustration word yeah. now. Like I yeah. mean, okay what's meant to be will be like mm. fact you know even being cut from the UFC at the time it didn't seem right like it seemed so unfair and our oh, Reese has been shot on and you know sure look who he fought and, and yeah of course I get it but like in the end it all worked out just right mm. so like if it's not now and if whatever reason it brings me a different path or another defense or whatever happens you know I have to have faith that it's for the better reason but if we're talking about the rules of like you know what I feel I deserve then yeah it's the UFC one yeah just to go back to like that first time in the UFC like it's coming up to there's a three years now yeah, since the fight hectic. like you, it's like six days to prepare like yeah. I was watching I don't, I don't know who posted it but like I was watching on YouTube last night someone like videoed the call of you <laughs> finding out you were getting put in the UFC the worst the worst video ever but like <laughs> like you could tell like Why? how much it meant to you at the time like a baby <laughs> <in> it. <laughs> it was honestly like but like 
he was like yeah you're jumping on a plane like we're gonna get this sorted in 24 hours you're fighting was it like this saturday or something and it was yeah. a bit like like you didn't have a camp to prepare like you know do you feel like like it was unfair you had like two fights and that was it you didn't really like, get it was definitely it was definitely unfair but like i think a lot of people have to remember like the, the position i put myself in and the position like we put ourselves in as fighters like i told my manager at the time like i am ready a fight island like i'm i'm there mm-hmm. in in reflection i probably wasn't as ready as i was saying i was ready like yeah. I, yeah. you know in his mind i in my mind i was telling go get me someone to fight in fight island and if it comes up i'll take it and he done it doesn't matter that i wasn't necessarily in the best situation he's done his job but like was it unfair <laughs> who knows at the time the the guy i fought hams up was an unknown mm. you know now he's turned out he'll, he'll probably fight for the belt is he not like 12 year. and 0 now in the UFC? yeah like you know they're talking about him fighting for the world title you, two were, fights. you were only mm. his second fight in the ufc is all right yeah. i was the second so you know he's turned out to be a phenom which has aged quite well for me and then the sec like the second guy is the same but like what i i personally wouldn't say it's unfair because i put myself in the position you know i also wasn't a volunteer like mm. i knew everything i was getting into you know yeah i wouldn't say it's unfair but unfortunate that's something i wanted to ask as well like is that just sort of the industry like you just you got your two fights like how does when you get that call up to the ufc like how does it usually work is it just sort of like is it usually like a couple of fights and to just judge it from there well the way it works so like pretty much everyone was in on a four fight contract right the four fight contract doesn't mean four it just means you know should you win your four they only have to pay you a certain amount for the four Mm, yeah if you lose two or three you're out the door like you're not good enough to to finish your contract um you know so but like how it normally works when you have the aces in your side or your they side like i'm coming in in a strong position should i get signed now i would expect eight twelve sixteen twenty weeks to prepare yeah, yeah. At the time i was doing them a favor i'm like i'm saving them but like i mean there's no thanks in that fight game is that it's the entertainment industry <laughs> like i think that's what a lot of people forget it is the fight game but effectively they're trying to put on a show who can we get him boom that's it they don't they don't care about how much how ready he is did he say yes yes right get him on a plane yeah it's pretty cutthroat like oh cutthroat for sure and like obviously Mm. your ufc experience probably wasn't like how it'll be next time like in terms of like it was fight island there was no much there wasn't a crowd you know what i mean and it was like you didn't have that atmosphere was like you're saying like whenever you're flipped on into a position where you're like oh shit this isn't going well but you hear belfast or dublin or whatever arena you're in cheering <coughs> you on it's kind of one of them things you're like right you didn't have mm-hmm. like, that wasn't a thing you know yeah. what i mean and i suppose for it'll be different it definitely will be different next time because i think yeah you did take the fight quite like late in terms of you didn't have a camp or whatever yeah. but that was an opportunity that you probably would be in the same position if you'd have turned it down. Do you know what I mean? If you'd have turned it down, you'd still... Yeah, and you like, know what? You're, you're you're exactly right. You said it better than anyone said it. Like, you're so right. Like, we'd probably have ended up here anyway. Like, nothing yeah. was really lost. The only thing that may have been lost was if you said no, like, you might go to the bottom mm. of their list again. Like, yeah. you might go to the bottom of their list. You can't say mm. no. Like, it's Yeah, you're never going to turn around and say... Like, because the, the best thing that the best thing that you've done is said yes, went took the opportunity and then you've come out and like as you said you now have this crystal clear game mm-hmm. plan where you're like i know what i need to work on i know what i need to do to get back to that 
Yeah, it's like, you know, what, you know what it's like when you have an MOT for your car and yeah. you stick the car through <laughs> to see what's wrong with it first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, here, I'll go bounce to the UFC, you find yeah. out what's wrong. And then yeah. that's what I feel I just took yeah. a test run an MOT. So. Yeah, so you can't slip Dana White a tenner and say, <laughs> pass me on. <laughs> you know, I think it's more than a tenner. Uh, <laughs> you know what, it's a hell of a story. And if there's one thing about the UFC, they love a story too. So yeah. You know, I believe that when this is all said and done, a lot of their marketing is going to be how, like, you know, the comeback, uh, yeah, the comeback, yeah. and how Reese came before and he fought the best in the world, but <laughs> yeah. he wasn't quite ready, and now he's back. So, yeah. I've, I've they'll have their story to write here too. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of marketing, we've been seeing on social media, you and Paul <laughs> going popping up about <laughs> August, Boston. Yeah, Boston. Like, tell us about that. Like, what is it? Just sort of that trying to get it done yourself now like just trying to put the pressure on like i think like i don't like that i'm like one of them guys i'm like what's meant to be will be you know the fighting i'll do the talking yeah mm -hmm. you know you keep knocking people out like how can you ignore it but at the same time it's like sometimes they need a little push there's people all over the world all over europe knocking people out a lot too mm -hmm. so um and I, I knew they were doing boston boston obviously has a big connection with irish fighters yeah you know why not just say what you want as well like it might work it might not but you know, and Paul, Paul's so deserving of, of the same opportunity. So, yeah, um, and we have a couple of good pictures together. So, <laughs> let's get them up. That was our approach, I think. And yeah. what was that relationship like with you and Paul? Like, you know, well, funny, we were talking about this in the, the fight prep. Me and Paul started training together in a guy, Mark Shields, uh, training in Macrofelt, and we trained every Friday. That was probably, that must be a guts of 10 years ago. <sighs> so people think I only know Paul since we've both fought cage wars yeah. and got a bill. That's not the case. I've known Paul 10, 11 years. Um, so like then the relationship now I train in Belfast with him, like it's just such a good guy. Like Paul mm -hmm. Hughes is uh, like one of the realest guys you'll ever meet. And like, I'll be totally honest. I have a lot of friends in Balamina that say, what's your wee man Hughes like? You know, he seems cocky, he seems this, he's that. One thing about Paul Hughes, he believes everything he says. Mm. There's not one iota of that man that is putting on an act. He believes he's the best in the world. And like I'm not saying I don't believe it. I believe every word he says to you. So <coughs> and yeah. he's just the best teammate. Like he's he's one of the if if anybody's any doubt about Paul Hughes, go watch my last walkout and watch how happy he is for me. Mm. That's uh, a real person. Like he was all over the socials as well, leading up to the fight and like in the crowd and all, like like he's, class to see, you know? Like and that's he'll just he'll he'll do whatever he can to help you. Like yeah. you know, people's People think because he's not acting like a normal person, you're right, he's not because he's not a normal person. Fighters aren't normal people. Like yeah. They think a bit different, they're a bit insane, like we all are, but Paul's a good guy, I have a lot of time yeah. for him. This I, is was, a shout like, out. I remember when he came here to do the podcast with us, Like there was something he said, I remember when he left afterwards, we were all talking about it because we were a bit like, it was the I will mentality, yeah, wasn't it? Like, it's, it's not like I want to be in the UFC, he's like, yeah, I will be in the UFC. But it wasn't even on like, camera. It wasn't yeah. on camera, like nothing, like because if it was on camera, if it was recorded again, you probably have that mentality where it's like, you know, he has to say that. Yeah. But like we were talking very okay. privately about something, and he just turned around and went, "Yeah, but I will." Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then when he left, yeah. me and Shay looked at each other and went, "That was intense." Like that oh, was intense. There are times I've been around Paul, and I've like, I'm not, I can't, I actually can't say the situation, but there's a time, like he is not scared to say exactly mm -hmm. what yeah. what is right if that's yeah. what he believes like you know i'll tell you how intense paul is we were fighting in the same card um when i fought the first one back from the ufc and he was fighting he fought on the friday night i fought on the saturday it was when they done them weird things and i was going down to do a workout on his fight day and my way in day and i heard this guy like 
yelling in the the gym and i'm like what the flip could this be like so in the gym there's guys lifting weights and running and all this and i kept hearing this like shouting it was like rapping but i wouldn't call it rapping but it was what it was went through the next room and it was paul hughes like on a treadmill with like earphones in and he was like just going through like his walkout songs or whatever and just like screaming them down he is the most intense man <laughs> and you know he didn't care that everybody in that gym was training yeah. and like it was a hotel people may be sleeping he like he was in the zone like yeah. it's insane That's I mad. wish I took a video yeah. <laughs> I wish I took you, yeah. would, you, you wouldn't even believe it like yeah. it's insane yeah. and if you like whenever you're training with him stuff would he be the type of person who'd really like egg you on to like do better and oh, improve like, yourself see if like you're drilling with paul and like you don't drill like intense enough yeah. he's like right come on let's go like it's time to work yeah like and i'm not saying i like i'm i'm not probably the easiest per- person to work with at times like we all all yeah. drill intense and stuff but like paul's just a different different grade yeah. like, he's, he is insane yeah how important is that is to have that and but even like within your own team like you know we were speaking at the start there about like how difficult camp is like how important are the people within your team like for pushing you on and getting it across the line yeah it's very much camaraderie like you're all in the trenches together mm-hmm. like you know and if say we're sitting here and or sitting, sitting as a team and paul misses tuesday i'll be like oh where's paul and and then before you know all the other boys that have been there the last week oh, hi where is paul i haven't seen like there's no like yeah you know you're you he's all kind of sign in for a fight camp and if anybody mm-hmm. signs out halfway it's like oh, where's your man at like it's it's so important like without without your team like there's been times i've went went to not go on a sunday and thought big sean or paul or patty will, will be like where's yeah. your man at so have yeah. you ever got annoyed at anyone for not showing up no 100 percent. yeah no, absolutely <laughs> like times you really need people like yeah. you know your last week your last Say for example, you're you're a perfect body type with Jimmy, and I'm preparing, and you don't come to training. Like, yeah. I really needed you that one night, you know. So you're on the phone, it's like, where the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard. Like, it's hard. And, like sometimes, like for me, obviously, it's a full time thing. It's full time gig fighting, and like for others, you know, they maybe have families or mm-hmm. like part time jobs or full time jobs. Like, it's not like sometimes you have to look at it outside the window for a minute and be like, right, let's be yeah. honest, it just didn't work for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stop shouting on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what like, what's it like? Obviously, you're talking about like life in a in a sort of training camp or a team with like-minded people. But what's it like outside of that? Where it's like you have quite a, you're in a very like niche career. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like as you say, like you're coming home with black eyes. <laughs> what's that like for like family or like it's your wife contrast. and stuff? Like, yeah. is it like it's a contrast? It, yeah. Um, is that hard to maintain or you know like as like anybody around me knows that like i'm i wouldn't say i'm a selfish person but i have a very selfless job like mm-hmm. you know black eyes come first like you know I, like if we're going for dinner i might have a black eye like that's just it's a given yeah you know i go to the gym to take sessions like i might have a cut on my eyebrow like yeah just a given like this is just kind of what it is and i think people are just very accepting like there's never been a part of me that's like like trying to hide what I do is because without me doing what I do, none of this stuff's here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like if if say for example, you go to the gym, you come to my gym and I have a black eye and you're like, Oh, your man has a black eye, I don't really like that. Yeah. <laughs> you're right, that's not the gym for you because mm-hmm. like this is how the gym got here. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. So like everybody's I think I think people are just understanding that like without the black eye or all that stuff, then this wouldn't even be here. Yeah. Rebecca's a different she'd still be there if the, if the fighting wasn't here but like um, 
yeah, she just she's super used to it now. Yeah, she's super channeled and. Would you yeah. ever be worried about to get into the ring and stuff? Is that a? No, like not like no. I met so I, when I met Rebecca, I had one one pro fight. Yeah. So she signed up for the fight and like it's different if she was <laughs> yeah. there before the fight. But yeah. uh, oh, no, like I mean she like if she thinks I'm having like that last camp, there's a lot of niggly injuries. She, and mm. she pulled me a few times and said like, "You sure? Like you're all good? Like you sure that injury's not?" maybe worse or she she's mature that way but she'll yeah. know like at times like he's just on the normal process here or the black guy's normal whatever but yeah it's all it's all very much part of my life now and everything yeah. just slots in well it's, it's class but it's good to have that mentality like because there will be people you know where they'll see black guy like especially like uh, well probably everywhere but like you're walking around town or something doing the shopping and seeing three yeah. and be like that boy's got a black eye he must have been involved in some dodgy activity like no no harm to ballerina but especially yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i remember we actually had a gym induction um we'd done this thing at a time where we had four people come in whatever and I had like two black eyes. It was one of the like worst yeah. marked I've been for training. And I said, I was like saying to Mark before I was like, I don't know, like two black eyes. I'm like, Aye. will I tell them? Will I not? <laughs> so I went in and I was like, oh, I suppose you're wondering like what this is about. And they're like, no, we all know. And I was like, yeah, this is nice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's <laughs> nice. a session. Do you know yeah. But in my head, I'm like, uh, I suppose sometimes I think that not everybody knows because I, I don't assume that everybody in my life yeah. or anybody around me knows who's this guy. Like, yeah. I'm not like that person. So well, I remember um, one of the times, uh, this is like way, way back, you came in to buy a photo of me in Garfield Warehouse <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and the fella beside me was at the till. You didn't have you had no injuries at this yeah. time, like you did, but um, like obviously I knew who you were through like people that I knew. And then I remember, I think it was Lee or something, was like, Oh, he's a nice fella. Isaac, see him. He'd batter the cliche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nice to be the. Yeah. You want to be the unassuming guy, don't you? Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. it's it's not like something I try and do. Yeah. It's just I'm just living, I suppose. But, um, I mean, now I think as I'm getting more and more years in the game, like my nose is a bit more obviously a fighter's nose, or my ears, and yeah. But you always get the rugby question, and sometimes they just hide behind it, be like, "Yeah, play rugby." Yeah. It's just easier. Like, let's just have an easy yeah. day. Yeah. But I, that's nice that you're able to like kind of just say it because obviously like I think that's really weird as well, especially now you're like people are like, oh, he's got black eye, that must mean he's done. That could have happened for anything, do you know anything. what I mean? Like literally. And actually, I was in Tesco Express one day in Balmina. Nice. And I have a real grief for this one because it right. really annoyed me. Like this girl, so I had a black eye. Lo and behold, I had a black eye. Yeah. Training camp, and um, I went in, and this girl like started laughing. And I said, like, oh, like what's wrong? She didn't say she was, I, but I knew she was laughing, but like how marked it was because it was like a load of Velcro burned, it, like looked yeah, really mm. not, looked way worse than it was. But she was laughing at the fact that it was so marked up. But like, in my opinion, like what happened if that was something really bad? Like, yeah. what happened if that mm. was like something that'll not even bring the tone down? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean it could have been something very serious yeah. like, rather than her just not doing anything? She had a like laugh, and I was like. I'd love to pull you in that and say like you shouldn't like that's very rude like because yeah. you could could have went through something like even a car crash yeah to be less dramatic but like you know or you yeah. could have got beat up like and people find it really easy to use that you probably have got that expression where like um people go oh were you talking when you should have been listening type thing <laughs> that I pisses me I off love like that line, that's how yeah. you're like ah oh. <laughs> <laughs> like no, I remember, like, yeah uh, so true like, yeah not not ideal. But mm, you'll always give the other one. Oh, you want to see the other bay? <laughs> <laughs> the good old. <laughs> true though. So, like going back to like the UFC, like what what is what is the ideal scenario here? Good question. 
ideal scenario is for me to check my phone after this yeah be graham boiling my manager to be like let's get a call we get a call he says right uh 19th of august or 20 i don't know what date it is 19th of august i believe you're going to boston that's ideal um second ideal would be london in july i think it's july 22nd it's not too soon either so i'm pretty available and i'm really injury free so i'm in a really good position here like or whatever even like if it was a shorter notice like i know i'd done the short notice the the first time but relatively short notice i could go again mm-hmm. D- does that play in your mind though like in terms of like training yourself like maybe you don't have a fight lined up but you're thinking fuck like the ufc could call this mm-hmm. week like do you always have to be ready either? yeah and uh, yeah you always have to kind of be ready and if you're not physically always ready as long as your mindset's kind of ready to jump like like for example if i got the call for a fight in three weeks my plans tonight would change and I'd probably go train and eat a different dinner for, do you know what I mean yeah. I think that's just always where you have to be you have to be like you know ready to switch and all know, like how, would the tra- how would the training switch up then like would you have to do a bit less you I know so you're a bit more ready I'd probably just um, like if I was to fight say in three weeks which is obviously a made up situation like I would just I would probably go do a sprint session just to mm. really open up your lungs and, and get everything moving again Um, just really get get hit the ground hot yeah Um. But like that being said, you know, I'm just after that sixteen week camp. I'm my base of fitness is pretty good still. I would just need to like make sure just dive in. Mm. And like you're saying there, like London in July or or Boston in August. And like, are you whenever that comes around, if you do get that, you know, if you do get that call, are you immediately going? I know who I want. Or is that kind of not a given? Do you not know a I mean? given, like in the UFC. Like in the UFC is funny. So in Cage Warriors, like there's limited guys I will fight because they maybe don't bring as much to the table once you once you get to the UFC everybody's in the same playing field yes they they might be ranked higher and stuff but like you'll not really turn anyone down unless I haven't really done this obviously I've only been there too but like I wouldn't turn like you would turn someone down if they were too high and it wasn't the right fight yet or maybe you didn't feel your contract was worthy of that fight just yet like yeah. for example you wouldn't fight a number 10 on an entry level contract because you'd want more money for it like that's just yeah it's just bread <coughs> and butter and that but um yeah so like it's not really a given i did call a guy out in the ufc and that's we done that thing severe by brown battle yeah don't what, like, what was the thing i'm behind that the thinking is that this was exactly the thing i done a q a box who would you like me to fight and i tagged mm. the fighters in it and he was the first one i replied so perfect yeah. so like you know it's one thing to like call it a UFC fighter because of course I'm going to but to have one respond and then be like yeah I'll, I'll fight this guy that's not even here yet says a lot mm. about what I bring to the table do you know what I mean if I was in the UFC and someone outside the promotion called me out I'd be like you know you're not even here yet kid like <laughs> yeah. you know, 100% where he actually came out and said yeah like this is a good fight you know I'll get his belt whatever and yeah. I mean he won't but like yeah. what so, way so would that work if someone in the UFC did call you out and not fight was like arranged but you're not in the UFC would you like how does that so set, that, how's that, that set up that's kind of what we're doing we're kind of just yeah. trying to dangle the cart so the UFC matchmakers know there's a boy in the UFC maybe wants to fight this guy who's outside of it then if this is my thing they would maybe look at me and be like well is he worthy to be here mm-hmm. oh that's the boy we've had before boom get him back in that's how I see it yeah and would UFC. that be under the UFC that oh, yeah, you'd yeah. fight then? And he's not going to oh, fight, yeah. fight him under Cage Warriors. I know, but would he, be, would he be allowed to? Like, is that oh, uh, yeah, perfectly yeah. fine to do like, that? Like? Uh, well, as long as the UFC matchmakers say yeah. I'm worthy to go in, yeah. which, again, we're, 
Aye, so but, that wouldn't be him going from UFC to Cage no Warriors, that'd no. be you going that'd from Cage Warriors. That'd be the yeah. maddest. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like, you, as you said there, like, as you said, he, you're going into UFC with a Cage Warriors belt, so yeah. does he, like, if he beats you, so is that kind of... I go to the UFC and this belt's redundant, but it's more yeah. like a, a, he'll just say, like, he wants it in, he said something. Yeah. I uh, said something the other night, I can't remember what he said, but he wants to be the, like, the here to, or, you know, there to the, the throne kind of thing. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But for me, I look at him as my hook in, you know, yeah. and the fact that he's responded to it is, you know, it's it's funny, like, it's good. Yeah. And how, like, how does the process work? Like, I know you're saying about, like, oh, you're waiting on an email from your manager. Like, is, like, is it just waiting for someone to reach out? Is there, like, nothing you can do? So he's he's in the conversation stage with them. Um, You know, like, that's just, like, you know, I don't even know what that looks like. I would imagine it looks like, you know, these guys, you know, Reese's, you know, he's thirteen, four and one. His last three fights have been finished. He's had him before, you know. I, I presume that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I presume that's how it goes. Yeah. And then I just get told when it's like, "Yep, yeah, we need him." Boom. Then ring race. Tell him. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. What What is it? You know, if things go where you want them to go, and you're back, and you're you're back again. Mm-hmm. What is the what? what are you what is the end goal what are you gunning for like? once we're in the UFC yeah oh, I want to climb to the title like yeah. for sure like yeah just just start winning fights so you know I want a nice steady rise like you know it's probably going to take me seven, six or seven fights to get to that contention which I'm which I'm totally fine with like I'm only 27 yeah Um. you know that's going to take me to 31, 32 like by that time hitting your athletic peak and then start challenging like the top five in the world like is what I want uh, but when this is all said and done like I want to be I want to be the greatest athlete ever in the country like you know and that, I know that's brave but that's any sport like I want to be known as the way George Best is known or Carl Frampton that's I want my like face painted murals all over the country to be honest yeah that's what I want like it's pretty cool it's mad you know it's not about money it's, it's about legacy it's, yeah. it's about the stuff that you can't hold you know a lot of people talk about the money side of the game and this is not what it's about for me like and i i sit here i'll say it straight to your face i make as much money if not more in cage warriors as i will in the ufc for the first while anyway but like this isn't about this isn't a money thing so whenever we had paul on he talked a lot about the money side of it he says like a lot of people think oh you win your fight you might get like (laughs) 10 grand or whatever Mm -hmm. but like even after that you're not even getting that 10 grand and a lot of it's It's going around you to different people and things i found vegas like like well it's public knowledge in vegas like i had a contract that was 12 grand and yeah. at the end of it i was left with less than six <laughs> yeah what, what's like how's that up? like there you've just fought, like fought it was a title fight basically you retained your belt like, mm-hmm. like how, what's the sort of money you're talking about that sort of size of a well fight? this type of fight like it's all sponsor based like yeah. you know, your fight purse is coming from sponsors like you know but you know you can collect more money than you collect in the ufc but Mad. it's all like you're kind of on sponsors like it's not it's not through the promotion like you know you're having mm-hmm. to go out having to have not having to have like i love like the relationships i have with sponsors is fantastic but like if without sponsor you'd be in a different position you'd be working part-time if not full-time yeah you know i mean it's that's crazy it's right? tough like because you're having to pay the people who train you you know, you know what i mean like there's, yeah, there's like everything is a cost like travel is a co- like you travel to belfast 14 times a week like you know fuel like it's, it's gonna cost you know mm. injuries physios aren't cheap like you know rehab mris you know mm. the medical cost of that last fight's over 1200 pound 
Like that's, <laughs> that's just to be like, oh yeah, you're signed off. You're good yeah. to go. Like also like half a year's wages for people. Like, like it's a lot of money. Like it's mm. a lot of money. It'd be a weird one to explain to a mortgage advisor. Like, mm. like what? What's it? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, Produce your bank statements. What are these payments know, <laughs> every like, like six months or three months or whatever? You know, and like we lucky enough, we've got a mortgage now, and that, that kind of stage life's over for a wee yeah. while, but like it's so sporadic like you know mm-hmm. you could look at my account and like in a year over two years and i'm like like your skin here oh, you have a bit of money there and your skin again like, yeah. it's just so yeah. sporadic yeah. And, you know depends where you fight how many tickets you sold yeah everything mm-hmm. plays a part yeah but um you know like again it's not about the money like i'm yeah. very much of that mentality of like i want enough to live a nice life um I want to be able to use contactless at all times and never think that it'll not work. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. see if I have that and I know, you know, that's that. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not someone that, you know, all these life coaches nowadays and how to make a hundred grand in a day and yeah. balloons. How to make like, passive income and all. Yeah. You know I mean, I guess, you know, like, just shush, like, enjoy your life and, and live your life. You'll be fine. Have yeah. enough for your mortgage and a meal once a month in your ground. Yeah. And, I mean, like, not just... It's the cost. cost. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. That's kind of my mentality on money, anyway. Yeah. But you see, like, going back to the fighting side of things, like, you're saying you would want to be champion. Like, there was a bit of talk when you got into the UFC about, like, you were fighting welterweight, you fought mm-hmm. lightweight before. Would you? Are you happy fighting, like, either weight, or, like, which weight do you prefer? Or, like, yeah, what's it has, the to be, has to be welterweight, if not up. Yeah, like I would never be able to make lightweight again. Like mm-hmm. lightweight is one fifty five, hundred fifty five pounds. Yeah, welterweight is one hundred seventy pounds, and today I'm about one hundred ninety nine. Like, and was that like why was it? Was that just you were young? You were oh, like, yeah. like when I fought at lightweight, I was like, you know, twenty one till right up until I was about twenty four. Yeah. Like three years of growing up, like in yeah. that stage of your life, you you get heavier and yeah. and mm-hmm. with training so. It's just a time thing with that. And so it's what? like Osman's welterweight champion, is it mm-hmm. now? So no, Edwards was, at the was with him. Edwards is the champion. He's. But do you, would you be like watching fights they got at home, thinking, "Fuck!" Like if I was in the ring there, I could. Oh, do, for do sure. Damage, like, like once, once you're in like that, like level of fighting, like it's you see, everybody can be exposed and everybody can be mm. beat. Like, you know, I don't look at like uh, Leon Edwards and be like, "Oh, flip I would have nothing for him." Like everybody in the world will like at that level will give anybody a hard fight yeah yeah not hard fight sorry but we'll give them a solid test yeah mm-hmm. so i suppose it's mod just for like the likes of us watching like the ufc and stuff you're not watching like going fuck like he'd kill me like yeah. you're watching it thinking you know i could do a job on him like <laughs> yeah. they got in there like. yeah i mean i mean there's definitely touches like you know even brian battle fought last week and he knocked his boy out in 14 seconds and it's like flip it's impressive but like mm-hmm you know i just have to know if that fight ever gets made that he'll just not do that to me in 14 mm. seconds and you know that's yeah. a lot of it's just knowing your own belief and you're knowing what you can do and 155 is mad that i was supposed to say like to put that into like that's, that's like kid, 70 kilo 70 kilo fuck and you're pretty tall like what yeah, six three, yeah. Six three, fuck. but like that's when i was fighting at 155 like, i was a lot slimmer a lot like yeah. you're not more fatigued like energy wise oh, i guess three, like i remember like the whole anytime I was fighting at 155 I did not want the fight mm. I was just about making weight like I was literally like a weight loser for six weeks before it like it was just so yeah heavy and now well it's nice what, do, what does that look like in terms of like 
losing weight like bringing yourself down to that what like because obviously you see yeah, on, i was about that oh, right, sorry. you because know, <laughs> i was literally just thinking i hate to go but keep going back to this documentary but like if it was watching that mcgregor documentary it's pretty it was, accurate it was fight island yeah and he was cutting weight and, and he was in the room and he had the sort of like bin liners thing yeah. on and he was in yeah. like you probably know what it is but it was like a wee fucking like almost a seat in a box yeah hell that's but what I, that thing is he <laughs> was sitting there like and like the, like the, the basically had to lift the barn mm-hmm. and lay him on the bed like like what is that like, so like, like that process of having to cut weight like so like the 12 week process like you'll have so i i have a guy that does it yannick uh, yannick mcgee is the shout out of course um so you have like a striking point so you'll have like Started camp weight and like mine was uh, 88 kilo, like 88 mm-hmm. kilo fight weight 77. So I have to be <laughs> like, f- I think it's like three weeks out, I have to be 83. Um, then one week out, I have to be 81, and then 81 77 in fight week. So, like, yeah. it's you know, I'll have instructions how to get the first drop and the first bit, and then I'll have instructions how to get the next bit. And then by the time you get to fight week, it's all water, like, so it's a water cut. Um, and that's when you see Connor doing the that's a sauna like yeah. a wee portable sauna and I've used them they are the hottest things ever like they're way hotter than saunas for some reason um, you sit in a wee seat it's a hot thing you do 20 minutes 25 minutes whatever you can and then you get out in your sweatsuits and you wrap up like basically like a mummy and the idea of that is you're, sweat, you're still sweating so like for my last fight for example I was four and a half kilo which is, I don't know how many pounds it is, probably 10 pound, 11 pound. Um, I was that over 12 hours before the weigh-in. And four so, kilo? Over? Yeah, yeah, yeah for four kilo. So woke up, on the, went to bed, lost half a kilo. Mindful I'm fasting here at this stage. In the mm. last 24 hours, you do a fast. Um, done a ba- So woke up in the morning, lost half a kilo, had about three kilo to go. One... 27 minute bath it was just because we record it's 27 minute bath pretty hot then wrapped up sweatsuits tinfoil blankets uh, uh duvets and lost two and a half kilo or close to 2.8 kilo i think and that was on weight that's that's fucking and like it sound like you would think mcgregor has been really dramatic in that like i think yeah. it looked really like oh, all right wise up just get up but mm. i've i've had fights where i caught a kilo and water like that and a kilo's not a lot of weight and it's the same effect on you because you're just you're so warm mm. all you want to do is like see did you see the bit when they were dripping the water over his head i said the wife had the ice bag yeah. rubbing up on his head and he was sitting on and like honestly like he just lies down the bed and you're thinking and i think it's because especially with him you look <laughs> at him and he's such a like you know peak up there like yeah. you're like he's yeah. invincible and then seeing him like that you're like holy fuck but there was like a part where there's like a wee hole in the back and it's like dripping out and he was like opening his mouth it was like <laughs> quite a weird scene like but like uh, you can totally resonate with how that feels like it's just imagine the hottest you've ever mm-hmm. been like and having to do that for a few hours it's mad like just to think in terms of like i think like healthy weight loss is like losing like two pound a week yeah and like there's people like losing like 20 half 20 pounds in a week for leading up the fights and shit and like, there, like obviously then the industry i work in like so many people like oh i need to do a weight cut and it's like no <laughs> just throw them in the sauna there's, <laughs> there's like weight loss and then there's it's weight loss and a weight cut like just yeah. totally different things like because you, you you're gonna you're gonna cut weight 24 hours before a fight or even 12 hours before a mm-hmm. fight but like the minute you drink a liter bottle of volvic back up you know i mean like, you know, like it's, it's sim- sustainable it's as simple as like for every liter liter or every kilo you lose you lose a liter of fluid for every 
liter you drink you gain a kilo mm-hmm. like you know like i was by the time it got to my fight again i was uh 80 86 kilo like fucking hell so when it's nine yeah. kilo a difference and like what's like what, what's the benefit of that though? like so say like you fought like say you were the weight you were weighed away or not mm-hmm. for the fight like if i was the weight i was weighed or not for the fight yeah yeah it wouldn't be good like for either side though yeah because mm-hmm. you're just in such a dehydrated state so you will bore you with the story but the reason of weight cutting is that um so say me and jimmy were going to fight at 77 kilo mm-hmm. But he naturally was 77 kilo, where I was 90 kilo. And yeah. I cut down to 77. By the time the fight comes up, I'm back to 90. Well, I've just pulled the wool over his eyes and he's 77. So I'm 13 kilo heavier, mm-hmm. which is a bit of an exaggeration. But like, yeah. that was it. Where now everyone does it. So it's an even playing field. Like, yeah. you can't cheat a cheater because you're both doing it. Yeah. You know, so it's just. Especially if you're down on the mat and all, and someone's like a line on top of you, like <laughs> twelve kilo heavier, fourteen kilo. Like it's so pointless that we all do it, but yeah. we also all do it. Would you ever find it like affects how you fight and stuff? Like absolutely, like you know, there's not one fighter cutting weight that is fighting at their full like potential, potential. Yeah. like because you're you're cutting weight, you're dehydrated. You know, if you cut six kilo in twenty four hours, you're you're never going to be fully hydrated, mm-hmm. but we're all in the best position we could be in if you, as long as you have the right people around you yeah. some there's people have some people have threw the fight away with a bad weight cut mm-hmm. there's there's what what's the tactics like afterwards because obviously you step on the scales job done weight proven yeah what's the what's the lead up then after that so like the first five guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what it definitely used to be got like, the big yeah. tasties in the yeah. way you go <laughs> done some stupid things for sure but the first at the minute the first three hours it was like just drinks like just water Morning. and like loads of salts and like I go stone mad, hey, like, I've been... No, like, not steaming, like, I just mean, like, I'd raid the fridge. But, like, yeah. you were saying... See, yeah. once you start, there's no stop. It's you mentioned there, like, a bad weight cut, like, what is a bad weight cut, like, what do you mean? Like, a bad weight cut would be, like, coming in too heavy and having mm. too much water to cut, like, right, you know, okay. and, like, like, just pushing yourself to... Be, so, the problem is, like, a snowball effect, so you come in too heavy, then you cut too much water... And then you run out of time and then on your mm. rehydration you're trying to catch everything up so say you have the rehydration protocol for to do four liters of water so say you cut four liters four kilo but you come in six well mm-hmm. who said you can even do the extra two liters to rehydrate back so now well, not only were you heavy but you're now come back and dehydrated because you didn't have enough time to catch it yeah. plus the bloat you can get like off bad weight cuts you know if you do what ross said here and you know like go to five guys <laughs> or stuff yeah. like that like big trouble but like that's that takes discipline like that yeah. takes because like i'm not gonna lie like obviously i'm not preparing for a fight i'm preparing for a wedding and like, I, like <laughs> same thing, same <laughs> thing. Like, like but like i i must admit in the past like couple of weeks i've just like i'll have this mentality switch where i'll be like gonna cut out the ship gonna yeah. start training start running that's probably you've probably seen me run, like absolutely pounded up a road <laughs> somewhere in Ballymena. but like i'll just have this time where like i'll go like a week and a half and i'll be like i am doing so well i am so like i am awesome and then i'll come in and i'll just take like yeah. me like make myself lunch i'll cut myself off a wee slice of cheese <laughs> then before i know it boom half a block of cheese down yeah. like it's like where did that come yeah, from so, like, so it must take so much <laughs> discipline to be like but then obviously you're fighting for as your but profession like it, but like it's still like regardless it's still you know i had fights where i'd done it like i had yeah. fights where i went and blowed it i remember like trying to get like mark to punch me in the stomach before a fight because i felt really bloated like just a really poor rehydration now i don't see i used to get really excited for the night of the way in because i could go eat where now it's like mm. no like get excited to eat and fight 
like the day after yeah. the fight. Yeah. And it's just like I think that's an experience thing. Like you see so many young fighters like, Oh, where are we go tonight? Like da 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 and it's like, No, you're not, like you yeah. can't do that. Yeah. Do not do all this work, your diet, cut and chuck it all away. Like it is literally chucking it away. So fights do that like a day before the fight, like oh, like, but like it's it's like again sixteen weeks without it, and mm. now you're telling them go eat what you want, like go do like if you don't have someone to be like race, you cannot eat that. Yeah, which is is not really at that for me now, like, but it's like at the start, I wish I had someone who said like you're yeah. just eating the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just or so not, hot. Not it must it. be so hard though. Like yeah, yeah. It, it is but it's just once you do it enough times i think we wouldn't do it we wouldn't be able to do that no, no, no chance if you felt how you would if if you felt like how you could feel going in to fight someone you would never do it again yeah do you know what i mean yeah aye. where if he hits me in the stomach here i'm ever gonna vomit <laughs> yeah or <laughs> yeah <laughs> shit yourself <laughs> 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 that, that doesn't bode well no yeah. i'd definitely rather vomit like in, in terms of the preparation side of things obviously talking about like but um again like from what we see from the outside you see like when documentaries and stuff like people getting hurt and all during like the training like does that like obviously you say you come home with black eyes cuts and all that there but like is there anything you're talking about niggly injuries and stuff like yeah. how common is that and how big of a thing is like are you going like if you hear a pop or a, mm-hmm. a shift in something that doesn't sound right are you like oh no this yeah. is it oh it's common like you know maybe not just like it would take something very 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 substantial like to like be like i don't know if i can fight mm-hmm. like i done ligaments in my finger and i now have to wear my wedding ring finger on my right hand because my knuckles like so swole i just do you mean like yeah. stuff like this part of your life is just always changing like my foot constantly hurt my feet like niggly injuries are like it's just really like have you got enough tape for training because you're taping something up <laughs> do you know what i mean that's, <laughs> that's just what it turned into like um but like to get to the point where it's like i've you know, I haven't in the last three or four fights. I haven't had anything where I've sat down and been like, "Am I making the right decision here to fight?" I can't remember the last fight I pulled out. Oh, for a start, I've, and I've always went in with injuries. Yeah, but not serious enough to affect performance. Yeah, it'll affect your training because you've no adrenaline. It'll yeah, not affect your performance because you have adrenaline. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the thing with like the like these documentaries is like like normal people like us are sort of getting like behind the scenes of like what you are doing and training and like the potential of getting injured just in like a training whereas like from the outside looking in it might be like oh he's pulled out of that fight you know there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with him do you know what I, I mean? know like for most for 99% of fighters to pull out of a fight it must be something yeah and and then you, you mix that with people with personal lives and families mm-hmm. and you know everybody's a reason you know and that's why like if I had a opponent pulled out I'm never very like oh your man's scared or you just don't know what like anybody's dealing with but i'm very lucky to touch wood like no one really pulls out or i don't pull out of fights like it's it's pretty strong have you ever had any bad injuries in training oh like leading up to a fight actually after my last fight i went back so i had cuts on my head and i went back sparring a wee bit too early and was wearing a headgear and like like half a tub of vaseline to make sure it didn't Mm -hmm. open um and then i sparred with norman and at the time he asked me to do an extra round and there's always a stigma in MMA but your ex, your final round will be the one where something goes wrong and he like picked me up and threw me and I landed on my shoulder and my AC joint ruptured so like your AC joint holds your shoulder to your collarbone but uh, to the best of my uh-huh. knowledge just gone don't like totally 
And I remember my arm just lying limp. Like, I just couldn't lift it. I, like, Rodney was like, lift your arm. And I was like, I, was like, I just couldn't lift my arm. And okay. that was that was the worst injury before. It was the first injury I've ever got where when I was talking, I felt myself going lightheaded. Like, mm-hmm. I was like wheezy and going gray. Um, I've had that. Like, that's that's definitely my worst injury. I smashed my orbital bone as well. Uh. I done that. Um, broke my nose three or four times. You wouldn't know us. It's like a button nose. I have like an ugly set of ears. Um, but yeah, not really too bad. Um, but yeah, no, the AC joint was by far the worst yeah. injury. I always think on like the build up to the fights and you're obviously sparring and stuff. Like I appreciate like you you've been thrown to the ground and you've you've ruptured your AC. But like at the same time, how must your man feel because he's like you know you've got a fight and a couple well, of weeks time well, and I've just wrecked you the lucky thing about that one was that was after a fight yeah yeah. but if it was on the oh, build up to a fight oh you're so oh like it's it's the worst like and there's like oh, there's this thing like, that's happened to me with people before you hit them and you see a cut up here and you're like this is bad like this is bad. and you almost want to just break here stay there two seconds just run out of the gym and drive home because yeah. you know like <laughs> you know it's, you're probably yeah. not ruined up for someone mm because you have to like you know you have to break eggs to make omelets you know what I mean yeah. it's like but it's just part of it it mm. would change like the way you're going about training and all as well oh, like so we before the Burlington fight me and Pat were sparring and Pat's like the coach of FAI and it was a, like Ian last round and it's like he came in to do it and he threw like his overhand and like took me down but as he threw it I just felt like funny in the fight I didn't feel the cut but in this one like I just felt like a stream or not a stream like a drip and then I seen it like appearing on my arm, and I was like, "Oh, I'm cut here." And that, like, do you mean that's three weeks out of fight? We're not mm-hmm. sparring no more. That's your sparring yeah. done. We're normally you'd have it over two weeks. So yeah. yeah, you have to change it on the job yeah. all the time. I'd be worse if you were like, "Oh, here I'm cut," and he was like, "Well, so yeah, no, <laughs> kept pummeling away." No, that'd, be like, <laughs> that'd be a bit of a nightmare. Like. And then sometimes, like, say, say you have a sore hand, you might not spar the whole camp. Fuck, yeah. just have yeah. to make do. <laughs> like insane. That's the fight game. It's the fight game. Exactly. <laughs> that is it. Yeah, it is. And um, obviously moving moving like kind of away from all the fighting and stuff, um, you have your gym. Yeah. It's going well. Anything else? You, like, is there anything else people don't really know that you do or anything? Uh, two cocker smiles. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bosses. No, like there's not, there's not much. You know, my life is pretty much accessible to everyone. Like everything yeah. I do, I'm very open with. Um, but I don't do a lot of things. It's the fighting, the gym. You know, have a wife, two dogs, and that's me. Like that's my little bubble. Like just happy as Laurie. You know, travel where I can. Um, and yeah. the gym's good fun. Like it's you know it's a big yin to yang to my life now. Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. you know, it's uh, it's nice. I put myself into the fight when, or put myself into the gym when I don't have a fight, and then when I have a fight, I pull out like the gym a bit more. So it's nice. Like it's a nice balance of life. You know, I I, I tried this time in my life when I was fighting full time and like full full time like I mean when I wasn't training or in between fights I'd done nothing just wait for the next fight and I hated that part of my life yeah. where now it's like all my energy goes into like right how can I make mm-hmm. the gym better how can I make the members progress more how can I make the experience nicer how can we get new people you know all that stuff like it's that's really powerful for me now I believe how important is that like to have something outside of the fighting and like to focus on yeah like it's important in a lot of ways it's important like i said this to a lot of people before especially like fighters and like i don't think there's anything more dangerous than a happy and safe fighter and, and what i mean is i remember I remember one time 
I never probably said this. I never. I remember one fight one time in Newcastle, and it was a big fight. Like it was after I lost a title. Um, me and Rebecca went to TJ Fridays or Frankie's and Benny's, and like I was like, you know, like I I, I just fought, so I'm going to get dinner for us. Like checked out account. And like, <laughs> Here we go. It's like oh, it's like twenty seven quid on my account. I like, or thirty seven, and I was like, best we can't like let this go over this amount. And like she was like, well, I'll buy it, and I'm like, no, like I'm buying it, even though I can't buy much, <laughs> and like yeah like that was just like i don't even know how i got on this but like where are we at in this conversation talking about the importance of having something outside yeah like thing. oh i sorry it was like so having the gym and have like i protect myself and my situation and like i'm not one of these people that'll only depend on a fight to pay me like you have to mm-hmm. put yourself in a good position so like having the safety and security of the gym and a wage and like i work there like it's not like yeah. i just sit here and you know it's important where some fighters look at that as in like oh you're not all in the fight game or you know your mind and other things it's not like that i'm just i'm now that safe and that secure that i'm the most dangerous fighter i could be mm-hmm. when i wasn't dangerous as a fighter was when i was worrying about the rent of the mortgage or the bills yeah. that that was a dangerous position does it bring a sense of like desperation in it as well then if you're like, like you ha- it has to work like yeah. you know like imagine being in a fight where they said let's say you're in the ufc let's say you made it to the ufc and you know that's you're all all or nothing and you're in a position where your entry level fight is 12 and 12 so you win you get 12 or sorry if you fight you get 12 if you win you get 24 like that's a dangerous position for someone mm-hmm. that has, like has no money like because it's like again it's dangling a car you're desperate like just not the position i like to be in so mm-hmm. you know i'm very much like I'm gonna like protect my own household. I'm gonna protect as much as I can and not depend yeah. on something so volatile as fighting because yeah. an injury ruins your career. You know, if I get injured tomorrow, I genuinely like financially, safety wise, mm-hmm. mortgage wise, nothing changes. Would you say to you from like obviously stepping away from the financial aspect of it, but from a mental aspect? if all you had to look at is just fighting yeah. is it good that you do have the likes of the gym it can take yeah. you away from that you know you can fighting's get into different like, fighting's heavy so like yeah like it's just a release like you know there's something like even in that fight camp it's nice to like go to work for a few hours and not think about the fight yeah. like not think about the what ifs the what like you know good or bad so yeah the mental side of it like it's a big release as well you yeah. know absolutely yeah. and do you think about life after fighting like is that one of the reasons why you started the gym or yeah like i mean it wasn't why i started it but you know like the older and older i get even though i'm not old yet by any means but like it's very obvious to see where my life is going like but like again my life wouldn't change too much you know if i was to retire tomorrow um you know i'd imagine someday i'll coach mma as well that's the only thing i'll change you know but like my life now is pretty much as it will be hopefully mm. until i'm 55 60 and then i'll just cruise off in a yacht somewhere but yeah like no like i mean i'm very big on being set up for life not just after but now as well and yeah you know yeah, yeah. awesome well it's been an absolute pleasure 
to have you on in person and have yeah, you back so technically on the podcast mm-hmm. and obviously if you if you want to find out more about sort of everything up until now go back to that zoom podcast and, and listen to that um and obviously we're looking forward to seeing you in the ufc yeah fingers Definitely. crossed, we'll, fingers crossed. crossed. We'll, we'll go we'll <laughs> <Yeah>. go it's <laughs> <laughs> a dear trip there yeah, yeah. but uh yeah well sure you'll say 15 quid so but uh reese has been an absolute pleasure we'll obviously um tag all your socials and stuff in the description go follow um it's been an absolute pleasure thank you thank you so much for this.